Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. Before we start, I want to note that this episode was produced in conjunction with Pop-Up Magazine for their sidewalk issue. In three cities across the United States, you could walk up to the bike you're about to meet, chained up to a bike rack, and hear what he had to say directly from him. My person? I haven't seen him in... a while. Hmm. Carrie... Chris? No, that's not it. Cragley? I don't think that's a name. Chili's? No, that's a restaurant. I'm starting to forget him. I'm Mike, uh, short for Michael. I'm a bike, uh, short for Michael. Uh, do you know if Daniel's a name? Are you saying Daniel with with an M? Yes, Daniel. No, no, that's not that's not a name. Okay. Thinking back to my first night locked here, um, it started getting dark, and I was like. Okay, what is this about? I mean, you have to understand. I had only been out in the daytime. I had never seen a single night before. And I I did not even know uh, that this was a thing that happened. I was like, is everyone else seeing this? Where did the light go? (laughs) I remember worrying that this nighttime thing would last forever. But then, when people started to line up to get coffee again, I realized, oh, this night thing? That's just what separates the coffee times. And then, after seven coffee times, I realized that it had been one week. So I've just been keeping the time like that. Of just whenever someone gets coffee, that's another day. So I guess my guy's been gone for 120 coffee times? So your person has been gone for four months? Yeah. Well, can you tell me a little bit about them? Yeah, I would say... Definitely not a kid, definitely not in the training wheels part of his life, and also not in the buying training wheels part of his life. When you have a kid, maybe he had a kid who has a kid, 
they don't come over a lot, but I hear him talking about his kids' kids. I miss my person. I do. It, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't the perfect relationship. He could, you know, sometimes leave me here for a long time. Definitely been left out in the rain before. Definitely have a little bit of rust. But I do feel like when he first got me, there was a lot of pride. We took a lot of pictures together. We uh, would go to the park for picnics and lunch dates with friends. And, and he would show me off. And so even though it started to get a little, you know, comfortable, I would say, at the beginning, there were a lot of really good times. I think that I was too comfortable. I don't think that we experience a lot of chafing. Sometimes I feel like a part of me is missing. Your person. No, like literally, like a part of me is missing, one of my parts. My seat. I feel like my seat is missing. Do I have a seat? You don't. I I do think your seat was stolen. I knew it. I knew that something was missing. Do you do you do you have any recollection of your seat being taken? Okay, this is a good time for me to admit that I do take naps a lot. this this strange thing where I can't do what I'm supposed to do or I can't be who I want to be without a person. A person completes me. It's weird. You know, a, a baby human can't stand up on its own, but an adult human can. Whereas a baby bike can stand up on its own because it has training wheels. But an adult bike can't. Without someone or something to lean on, I just have to lie on the ground. Is it lie or lay? You know, I can never keep that straight myself. Oh, grammar. I um, love gossip, so anytime I hear anything juicy on the sidewalk, I am all gears. I am leaning in, and then I'll tell the other bikes what I hear, and then they will give me other facts if their owners were talking. So there's like a little bit of a community of the regular bikes here. Um, we just call it the rack um, with a Q, uh, Q-U-E. I hear lots of stuff, lots of professional dirt. You hear lots of relationship drama, lots of family drama. Oh my God, the housing situations, the landlords, you know, and you should know if you aren't good to your bike, your bike will talk trash about you. There was this bike that was at the rack today <laughs> and just could not shut up about all of the backpedaling 
that their owner does. And no, I'm not talking about the actual pedals on the bike. I'm talking about making commitments and then saying, oh no, I can't do this because they're just backpedaling all of the time. And it just shows a really inconsistent person with really, really malleable values. And it is so funny to see this person come out and get on the bike, not knowing that we've heard everything. You know, from, I would say, like, 7.30 a.m. to about 2 p.m., the rack is lit. I I would say around Coffee 78, I said he's not coming back. Of course, I still believe, and I don't want to verbalize a lot of negativity, but... I'm just worried about winter. I'm so worried. If I am here, if I am locked in this position for winter, I am rust. I'm rust. It's it's game over. It's game over. I just hope that I will be written again. Mike, do you know the story of Hachiko? No, what's that? Hachiko was a dog uh, back in the 1920s in Japan. And the story goes that every day, Hachiko's person would commute to work from Shibuya Station in Tokyo. And at the end of the day, every day, Hachiko would show up to meet them there and I guess walk home with them. One day, Hachiko's person went to the office and died suddenly there. But Hachiko showed up at the end of the day to walk home with them. And then every day for, I think, nine years, Hachiko would show up at the train station at the same time waiting for their person to show up. I don't know, I just, uh, I can't help but think about that story when I talk to you. Yeah. People think waiting is this passive activity, but it's not. It's active. It takes a ton of giving and restraint and resolve to wait. That's not easy. Each and every second costs something. And those seconds become hours, and those hours cost something. And those hours become coffee times. And those coffee times cost something. You know what really hurts about this? I'm a mountain bike. I never got to see a mountain. This is Everything is Alive. The show is produced by Jennifer Mills and me, Ian Chillog. Thanks, as always, to Emily Spivak. Michael the Bikel was played by Larry Owens. Special thanks to Haley Howell and everybody at Pop-Up Magazine for making this episode with us. More information about the cool things they do at popupmagazine.com. Music in this episode comes from Chad Crouch and Blue Dot Sessions. Everything is Alive is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX, Julie Shapiro, Vice President of Editorial, 
and Audrey Martovich, Senior Director of Content. You can get in touch with us any number of ways at everythingisalive.com. And remember, should you ever find yourself out on the street at night waiting for your person to return, you're never really alone. Yeah, I don't like mice. There's ton, ton of street mice I've encountered uh, when we do rides through the city. A street mouse? Like, do you mean a rat? Yeah, I I will let the rodents self-identify, but a lot of just the low-level intimidation I receive from the rodents around me is a street mouse vibe. We'll see you soon. Radiotopia.